And what do we say to them again? God bless you, manifest. As many as can rise, kindly help by rising. And let us pray. I respectfully request that you pray for me that the Lord himself will talk to us tonight. And ask that as many people as he wants them to listen to this message via social media, television, etc. He should pull them to join. Holy Father, thank you for life, for your presence, for protection and guidance, for the power of your word, for everything you have done for us the past four days. As far as this campaign is concerned, you deserve all the honor. You deserve all the praise. And tonight, we give as such. Forgive us where we have offended you. Do not withdraw from us. For Father, you know the consequences should you withdraw. I ask through Christ, once again tonight, take your seat. Lord Jesus, take your seat. Holy Spirit, please take your seat and let your power be manifest here. Stir our heart to hate what you hate, to love what you love. As many as you want them to join, please, wherever they are, remind them to tune in. Anoint my entire being. Hold me, Jesus, as a microphone. Stand here, blessed Lord, and speak to the world. Thank you for doing much more than we have asked. Lord Jesus, in your name we have prayed. Amen. Please humbly be seated. Good evening to you once again for coming tonight. I respectfully plead that I see a couple of people standing. If it is possible, kindly come and take your seat. Very, very necessary. Let me greet our television audience. Thank you for joining us again tonight. God bless you. Individuals on YouTube and Facebook, may God give back to you the data you are spending to listen to his word. He's a faithful God. God bless you. Permit me to greet continents. So far, only Antarctica is a continent we've not heard that someone or some people are watching. Good evening, Europe. I know Italy, Germany, United Kingdom. Switzerland, 
most European countries, especially Ghanaian SDA churches, you are watching. God richly bless you. Australia, it's already Sunday. Good morning. God bless those of you who have joined us tonight. Your place is in the morning to listen to the unadulterated word of God. Asia is asleep, but I trust that some people are awake. May God bless you for joining us tonight. May the peace of God be with you. South America, blessings upon you. I won't forget to mention specifically Jamaica. Every day they call to tell us they are watching. God richly bless you. United States of America, good afternoon, good evening. Some of you are in church. I am certain you are joining us at the same time. May God peace be upon you. Good evening, Ghana. 16 regions. We have audience all over. May God bless the two radio stations that are carrying us live in the United Kingdom. Some of you in the hinterlands, you have what they call a mini radio station, if I can call it, information centers. We hear you are rip broadcasting. God bless you. Everywhere in the world, the assignment is simply this. Witness to the people. Tell them the truth. The rest is the work of the Holy Spirit. If they allow themselves to be convicted, they will be saved. If they refuse, they will not be saved. I received two questions tonight. Let me be quick to say that we have question box at where the secretaries are seated. If you have a question, please send it there. If you can't write, they will write for you. And then if you can write, drop in it, they will let me have it. But before I address the two questions and we'll go into our study tonight, the calls keep coming about chi interpretation. In case you are joining us for the first time, Mr. Hammond, the Hope TV manager, has promised me that we'll have another one in Kumasi where God willing will speak purely tree. It doesn't mean that Kumasi people, you don't understand English. You do. But the course that comes mostly is from the other part. We will come. So get ready for us. Pray that God will give us the necessary funds so that we'll come and have a mega one in Kumasi. Question. Pastor, does keeping the law save a person as a citizen of the kingdom? Answer, no. The person who saved is a king. His name is Jesus. When you believe in him, when you accept him as your Lord and personal savior, and you go through the watery baptism, he credits his righteousness to you and makes you a citizen of his kingdom. And when you become a citizen of his kingdom, you are supposed to obey the king. And obedience is by keeping the law. 
Let me put it differently so that you understand. I'm sure tonight's message, tomorrow's message, and of course, Monday's message will make it much more clearer to you. If you are not living in Ghana as an expatriate, or if you are not a Ghanaian, the laws of Ghana have no power over you. For example, you live in Ivory Coast. Ghanaian laws are for Ghanaians. So when you become a citizen of the kingdom, having accepted the king as your lord and as your king, then you are bound to keep the laws of the kingdom. So that is how it is. If you are not a Ghanaian, Ghanaian laws don't apply to you, especially if you are not living here. But if you are living here, either as a Ghanaian or non-Ghanaian, you are supposed to keep our laws. Question number two says, Pastor, you talk about Saturday as the day we should worship God. Can you prove it? My brother or my sister, we will prove it with nothing but the Holy Bible. So get your Bible, get your writing materials ready. We are going to use the Bible, not tonight necessarily, but part of tonight and the rest of the days to come. Please, wherever you are, let us pray. My Father, not I, but you and Christ, and your Spirit hold me as a microphone and teach us tonight. I ask in Christ's name. Amen. Our textbook remains nothing but a Bible. By the way, those who can write, I am taking my time tonight because tomorrow is a holiday. Monday is a holiday. I'm taking my time tonight. Those who can write, please make notes. We are using nothing but the Holy Bible as a textbook. Countries. For example, Ghana. For example, United States. For example, Togo. Are not governed by grace. They are governed by laws. They are not governed by mercies or mercy. They are governed by the laws of the country. Rules and regulations are there to regulate the life of human beings. Yesterday we said if we don't control the life of human beings and we allow anybody to do whatever he or she likes, what human beings will do, the devil himself will tell us, this is not from me. Because of what sin has done to our DNA. So every country is governed by laws. And that is why we have security service called the police. One of their names is law enforcement officers. They are to make sure that the citizens of Ghana obeys the laws of the republic to a large extent. That is why when you are driving and you overspeed, policemen can arrest you. Laws govern countries. We have said in a democracy, 
the laws, code of conduct, rules and regulations are made by the people for the people. But when it comes to the kingdom or kingdoms, the words of the king automatically becomes the law of the kingdom. It cannot be changed. Only the king can change it. I am simply saying we are on Osu land. The Osu mancha, when he speaks, every subject here, every citizen living on this land must obey those words that comes out of his mouth. So laws in the kingdom doesn't come from the people. It comes from the king. And yesterday we established that there is only one supreme king in heaven, on earth, and everywhere. His name is Yahweh. You can call him the king of all kings, the lord of all laws. His kingdom is governed or ruled by laws, not by grace and mercy. They are ruled by laws and the laws come from his mouth. When he speaks, it can be changed. He's the only one who can change it. One day, he made a young man by name David, the king of Israel. God had already told Moses that the Ten Commandments we spoke about yesterday should be placed in the ark. When Israel is about to move from where they have settled to another place, God is directing them. Only the priests, not even the Levites, are supposed to come and make sure that they put these pecs or ropes in the rings and cover this ark. Nobody is supposed to touch it. Only the priest can touch only the priests can look at it because the law of God was placed in the ark. David knew this and then men will carry. It was not supposed to put on donkey. Then David has become a king. Second Samuel chapter 6. He decided to bring God's holy ark which represented the presence of God within Israel. Instead of allowing the Levites to carry the ark on their shoulders, he decided to put it on a donkey. Let me put it that way so that you understand. And while the donkey was moving, it stumbled, or they stumbled, and a young man by name Uzzah touched the ark. He knew as a Levite that he's not supposed to touch the ark. He touched the ark, and immediately God sent an angel struck him down and killed him. I told you the story three days or two days ago. David left the ark in the middle of the road. He became angry at God and left the ark there. He fumed in the night. He began to question God. Why did you kill Uzzah? So in the night dream, God appeared to David and told David, young man, listen to me. I am God. I am a king. When I speak, I mean it. Nobody in this world will take any king who speaks and within a second retract what he has spoken. That king will not be taken serious. So God told David, 
you know the instructions. This ark is supposed to be carried on the shoulders of the Levites. It's not supposed to be put on a, on, on a cart. You disobeyed, it thumbled, and a Levite who knew what he was supposed to do thought that he was helping me. That is why I killed him. And therefore, let me tell you, David, Psalm 89, the verse 34. I am God, my covenant. I will not break nor change. The word altar there means change. The word that has gone out of my lips. I have made you a king. If you want me to bless you, you have to follow my instructions. The next time he went for the ark, David followed the instruction exactly as it is. Therefore, it is important all those who want to be citizens of the kingdom of God must be ready to obey the king in Ghana and the rest of the world. Who is a good citizen? When we say somebody is a good citizen, what are some of the characteristics? He is someone who obeys the laws of the land he pay his taxes. He makes sure he doesn't go against rules and regulations of the land. That is a good citizen. So if you choose to become a citizen of the kingdom of God, you must be a good citizen by obeying the laws of the kingdom, which yesterday we learned. God has codified five, four different kinds of laws in this what I call constitution of the kingdom of heaven. You may have heard or read, or probably your pastor may have told you, Lucifer was an angel created differently from all the angels. One day, he decided to stake a coup d'etat, if you please, and overthrow God so that he would become God. He went against God's commandment number 10. That says, you should not covet anything that belongs to anybody. He became envious of God's throne. He wanted to be God. And as a result of that, as a citizen of heaven, he lost his citizenship. Why? Because he was no lawyer. So let nobody deceive you. As long as you have chosen to be a citizen of the kingdom of God, you are expected to obey the laws of that kingdom, which we have established yesterday. And today we're going to talk about. So pastors with the greatest respect, prophets, cardinals, reverend ministers, bishops and archbishops who are teaching what I call cheap grace. That we are not under law. We are just under grace. And therefore you can believe in Jesus and do as you please. When he comes, you take you to heaven. They are deceiving you, brother. They are deceiving you, sister. Don't buy it. Kingdom citizens, as a result of their love and loyalty for the king, they obey the laws of the king. God, in his wisdom, when he realized that the knowledge about him on earth has almost gone, decided to choose, make a covenant with the Israelites, he first called their great-grandfather, his name Abraham, and made a covenant with him that through you and through your generation, I want to use you to spread the knowledge about me, Yahweh, throughout the entire world for people to know me. 
As a result, your people will go into slavery in Egypt for solid 400 years. After that, I will bring them and give them the land of Canaan. Long story short, God through Moses brought them and then when they passed through the Red Sea as we call it, God gave them his laws which were written by the finger of God. Yesterday we established that this holy Bible, those who wrote it, 40 men, they wrote it on a paper called Piperi or Piperos, if you please. And you know when it comes to a paper or papers, if the wind blows, it can take it away. If rainstorm comes, it can sweep it away. But when God was giving the supreme law of his kingdom, he did not allow Moses to write. He did not allow Aaron to write. He did not call Isaiah to write. God himself wrote his supreme law, which is for the entire human race. Anybody who wants to be in his kingdom, you are supposed to obey. It is called the moral law. Others call it the decalogue. People call it the Ten Commandments. Pastor, where can it be found in the Bible? Exodus 24, verse number 12. Exodus 24, verse number 12. Then, this is Moses speaking. The Lord said to Moses, Come up to me on the mountain and be there. And I, the king of the kingdom of God, I will give you tablet of stone and the law and the commandment which I have written. You did not write. I have written that you may teach them. Those of you who are watching television, those of you who are watching social media, if it is allowed, this is what happened. I am showing the video of what actually happened that led to the writing of the law. So God summoned his servant, the leader of the Israelites, Moses by name, to the mountain. Forty days, forty nights, he did not eat anything, he did not drink anything. And God himself, through fire, using his finger, wrote the Ten Commandments. Number one is there. Thou shalt have no other God before me. Thou shalt not bow your head to any graven image. God is writing through fire with his finger. Commandment number three is coming. Through fire, the finger of God. He's saying, don't misrepresent my name. I will explain it tomorrow or the next. Commandment number four. God says, on Sabbath day, on Saturday, not Sunday, worship me. That is the sacred day of the kingdom. That is the official worship day of the kingdom. That four commandment was on one tablet. God is done with that. God decided, let me think about my citizens. So he started to write another sex on another tablet. Number one, honor your father and your mother. Number two, Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Thou shalt not covet anything that belongs to your neighbor. Six of them on one tablet. The other six on the other. This is it. So the first four is the relationship between God and man. Let me put it differently. 
The first four tablets is the responsibility of the citizens of the kingdom of God towards the king. This four, when you disobey, nobody can send you to court. But payday is coming. A day is coming when the king will judge you. And if you don't repent, send you together with Lucifer who rebel against God to hellfire. But the remaining six on the other side, which is man-to-man relationship, that one when you disobey, even in Ghanaian laws, you can be punished. When you steal, you can be punished. When you sleep with somebody's wife, you can be punished. When you bear false witness against someone, you can be punished. So the sex is man-to-man. The other four is our relationship towards God. Moses again is speaking. Deuteronomy chapter 9, verse 9 and 10. He is concluding. When I went up into the mountain to receive the tablet of stone, the tablet of the covenant which the Lord made with you, then I stayed on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. I neither ate bread nor drank water. Then the Lord delivered to me, listen, the Lord delivered to me. It is the king himself who gave to Moses that anybody throughout generations until I come to destroy this world, anybody who wants to be in my kingdom, he is supposed to obey these laws. Then the Lord delivered to me two tablets of stone written with the finger of God. And on them were all the words which the Lord has spoken to you on the mountain from the midst of the fire in the day of the assembly. God called Moses and told him to gather all the Israelites because he wanted to speak to them. And they saw that the mountain had become fire. And they heard thunders. They heard lightning. They saw them. And the people said, Moses, we can't stand. You go and talk to him. So that is what Moses is referred to as. The Lord has spoken to you on the mountain from the midst of the fire in the day of assembly. When Jesus was on earth, one day, a young man came to him. That young man wanted to leave when Christ comes again. In other words, he wanted to be a candidate for heaven should Christ come again. And this young man or a lawyer asked Jesus a question. Pastor, what was the question the young man asked Jesus? Matthew chapter 19, the verses 16 to 20. Listen to the young man. He wants to be saved. He doesn't want to go into hellfire with the devil. He wants to be saved. So he has come to Jesus who alone saves and is asking Jesus, what should I do so that I will also be saved? I will be a citizen of your kingdom. Listen to what Jesus told him. This is New Testament. It's not Old Testament. Now behold, one came and said to Jesus, good teacher, what good thing shall I do that I may have everlasting life. I want to go to heaven. I want to be a citizen of your kingdom. Even if I die, I know there is a promise in Isaiah that you will come again. When you come, I want to be resurrected. So tell me, since you are here, what good thing should I do that I may have eternal life? 
And then Jesus answered the young man and said, Why do you call me good? No one is good. But one. That is God. But let me come back to your question. If you want to enter into life. In other words, if you want to be saved. If you want to go to heaven. Keep the commandments. Among the Jews, we have studied yesterday. They had four different kinds of commandments or laws. So the gentleman asked Jesus. He said to him. Which ones are you referring to? Because we have civil law, we have ceremonial law, we have health laws. Which one are you referring to? Then Jesus said, let me make it clear to you. The one that says, you shall not murder. Let me ask you, is it a moral law or a ceremonial law? Moral law. The one that said, don't commit adultery. Is it a health law or a moral law? Moral law. The one that said you shall not steal. Is it a moral law or a ceremonial law? Moral law. Which means Jesus says, I have not done away with it. I won't do away with it. It is the supreme law of the kingdom. You shall not bear false witness. It's in the moral law. Honor your father and your mother. And thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. So by the last statement, Jesus was summarizing it. Pastor. But here he didn't mention Sabbath. You two you started talking about Sabbath. That Saturday is the day. Among the Jews, they worship God from their youth on only Saturday. So there was no need for Jesus to add the Sabbath issue to it. Because every Jew, even now, when you go to Israel, they still worship God on Saturday. So to Jesus, there was no need for me to tell you. That thing, you are doing it already. Why should I tell you go and still worship on the Sabbath day? That is why he didn't add it. We have said for the past three days. And we say again tonight. God will never allow any rebel to enter heaven. As a rebel, I know what they do. So let me come down. God will not permit anybody who disobeyed his word to enter heaven. No. If God permits anyone who disobeyed his laws to enter heaven, I, Anthony McIsley, I will represent the devil and will sue God in court. He will come and answer. The reason why he, take, he took somebody to heaven, why he brought the devil and one third of the angels to earth. Because they coveted his position, he sacked them. So anybody that God will take you to heaven for disobeying him, I will be Satan's lawyer. Because God is not fair if he does that. Nobody will enter the kingdom of God who disobeyed the laws of God. And that is why in the book of Revelation, the chapter 14, the verse 12, Bible says, those who will enter the kingdom when Christ comes, as you can see on the screen, here is the patience of the saints. Saints here are not statues in churches. Saints here are not people who are named saints when they die. Saints here are people who belong to God. They obey the king. They are loyal to the king. They respect the king. 
They live by the code of conduct of the kingdom. Those are referred to as saints. The Bible continues. They are those who keep the commandment of God and they have the faith of Jesus. Can I hear an amen there? These are individuals who enter the kingdom. Yesterday we mentioned that the law is a chain. When you break one, you've broken the rest of the nine. It is biblical. Pastor, prove it again. I was not here yesterday. This is the brother of Jesus speaking. James, chapter number 2. The verses 10 up to 12. James 2, 10 to 12. For anyone who shall keep the whole moral law and yet disobey one out of the ten, he is guilty of all of them. For he who said, don't commit adultery. Is it a ceremonial law or a moral law? Also said, don't murder. Now, if you don't commit adultery, but you do murder, you have become a transgressor of the law. Sin, S-I-N, simply means you have gone against God's law. You have transgressed against God's law. That's what we call sin. And the Bible says, when you keep nine and you neglect one, or you keep one and neglect nine, you have broken all. You can't enter heaven. It is Bible. So the question is, Pastor, this thing there, how, how, how can I keep it? That thing, that thing is no easy. The thing is no easy. Bible says God's laws are not burdensome. Listen to me. God will never ask any human being to do anything that he, God, knows that a person cannot do. He will never ask you to do. If he wants you to do it and he knows you cannot do it, he will give you power. And that is the Holy Spirit to enable you to do it. So never stand somewhere and say, the laws of God are burdensome. Nobody can keep them. It is Lucifer, the devil, who is trying to tell you, I was sacked. So don't mind them. So that you can join me in hellfire. Bible says, 9 out of 10, it is still 0. 9 out of 1, it is still 0. 1 out of 9, it is still 0. Surprisingly, I'm taking my time here. Please don't be offended. Truth hurts, but it heals. If you humble your heart, the Lord, I want to be saved. So I am listening to your servant. I want to know the truth. It will hurt you and hit you. But if you are humble enough, it will heal you and it will save you. I had, I have his permission to say it. A charismatic pastor called me yesterday. He said, Pastor, what you are teaching is absolutely the truth in the Bible. But why are you showing it on only your, your TV, your Hope TV? How many people watch Hope TV? This thing should be on TV3 and multimedia and those things. So that a lot of people will know the truth. Me, I keep the Sabbath in my house. So what I do on Sunday is my work for my pay. 
Some of them knows. So on Sabbath they know what they do. But they go to work on Sunday. There are over 2.3 billion Christians who worship on Sunday. It is not the official day of worship of the kingdom of heaven. But they claim to believe in Jesus. Yet, they have chosen their own day. It is wrong. One out of ten. Still zero. Exodus 20. I'm quoting portion of the Ten Commandments. 8 to 11. Remember. Is it possible for me to tell you the first day we met, as soon as I start speaking, then I tell you, remember. Is, does it sound? It doesn't sound. Before I can tell you, remember, it means I have told you something before. When God was beginning the fourth commandment, the first word he used was remember, indicating I have told a generation before about this. So don't forget. The Sabbath day. Remember the Sabbath day. To keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day, not the first day, not the fifth day, not the third day, is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. It's the Sabbath of the King. It's the official day of worship of the kingdom. During that day, this is Bible. You shall not do any work. You nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gates. For in six days, the Lord, the King, made the heavens and made the earth. He made the sea and all that is in them and rested on the seventh day. It is the official day of the king for rest and for worship. Therefore, among all the seven days, the Lord has blessed the Sabbath day, which is the seventh day, and he has set it apart for holy use. That day is supposed to be used for holy stuff. Worship, praise, thanks, doing good to people. This is Bible. Pastor, God gave it to the Jews. He didn't give it to Christians. He gave it to the Jews. Mm. Before God called the first Hebrew named Abraham, God had already given it to Adam and Eve, humankind. They are our first parent, the first human being he created. He has given the official day of worship to them. So they were observing it in the garden of Aden. 2,000 years before the first Hebrew was called. His name is Abraham. So how can you tell me he has given it to the Jews? And that is why when he was saying, he was beginning to write, he told them, remember, because I have already given it to Adam and Eve from creation. That one, prove it and let's see from the Bible. Genesis 2, 1 to 3. And the heavens and the earth 
were finished. God finished creating. And all the hosts of them. And on the seventh day, go back to Exodus chapter 12, chapter 20. God finished his work which he had made and he rested on the seventh day. The same rested has been repeated in Exodus chapter 20 from all his work which he had made. And God, the king, blessed, not the first day, blessed, not the second day, blessed, not the third day, blessed, not the fourth day, blessed, not the fifth day, blessed, not the sixth day, but blessed the seventh day and hallowed it, set it apart for holy use because in that day, he rested from all his work which God had created. It is the official day of the kingdom of heaven. It can't change. It will never change. So if you keep nine out of the ten, God has sent us to tell you that you didn't know. So please, since now you know, come and join those groups who are obeying. He's preparing for heaven. Simple as that. I was a Methodist. I was a Methodist. Born and bred. John Wesley, son, if you please. But when God showed me the truth, I did not listen to my parents. I did not listen to my brothers. I straight away left the Methodist church and joined those who are citizens that Jesus is preparing for heaven and started keeping the day, seventh day. If you are still saying, Pastor, he still gave it to the Jews, then let's make this argument in the law court. If you are saying that he gave the Sabbath to the Jews, then it means that all the ten are for only Jews. And therefore, stealing is not a sin. Adultery is not a sin. If you disrespect your parents, it's not a sin. If you lie, it's not a sin. If you swear, it's not a sin. If you murder, it's not a sin. If you worship an idol, it's not a sin. If you belong to a secret society, it's not a sin. If you practice homosexuality, it's not a sin. Why? Because you are not a Jew. He gave it to the Jews. Let us allow the Jews to celebrate. And let us do whatever we like. For Christ will come and take all of us to heaven. Is that it? No. Every practice, every doctrine, Everything that Christians currently we are doing, God passed them through the Jews to us. Should I give you an example? Baptism came from the Jews. Hmm. Tithe and offering, which now every church is collecting tithe from their church members, started with the Jews. Through the Jews, Christians are practicing it. It is Jewish. Let's stop collecting tithe and offering. Let's stop baptism because they are Jewish. And surprisingly, no Ghanaian, no American, no Asian, the 40 men that wrote this book, by God's inspiration, none of them was a Ghanaian. 
None of them was an Asian. None of them was an American, etc. It was Jews. So let us throw away this book because it is Jewish book. We don't need it. But you go to church, you carry your Bible. So what are you doing with Jewish book? Because God gave the commandment to the Jews. The Sabbath to the Jews. The Bible is for Jews. Baptism Jews. Tithe and offering Jews. You don't need it for anything. Throw the Jewish book away. Bible says that day is for the king. He says the Sabbath is the Lord Sabbath. The Lord of the Sabbath is the king. That day belongs to him. He has given us six days belong to us. We should use it for so to speak whatever we want. But one day out of the seven belongs to him. Come and worship me. And that one too, wahala. Okay, pastor, that one I have understood. But, pastor, can't we use any other day? You know, these days, Cantamanto, that day is the day they, 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 sell, they sell the best kind of selections. These days, all funerals have been moved to Saturday. Pastor, can't we use any other day? Since he's a merciful God and a gracious God. Let, let's choose any other day instead of the Saturday. Well, Saturday is what people make a lot of money in this town. Really? Remember when a king speaks. It's only the king that can change what he has said. And there is nowhere in this holy book that a king has spoken that I have changed the day from seventh to first. Nowhere. Let me give you a typical example. Maybe you understand our illustration. This is my friend. I have his permission. Born 20th April 1980. Assuming that he is going to make a passport or he is going to make a new birth set and decide to make his birth date 19th April 1980. Is he an honest person? Or 21st April 1980. Still maintaining the 80. Is he a genuine person? He's a dishonest person. How can such person be trusted? Ghana had her independence. 7th March 1957. True or false? True. Can parliament or his excellency the president of our republic or the judiciary sit one day and then they decide that we are changing Ghana's independence day from 6th March. We want to make it 5th March 1957 or 7th March 1957. Is it possible? No. Because it has been chronicled in history. Nobody can change it. The same vein until the one who wrote the law says I have changed it. No one can change it. So those who say I don't know how to God give me the right words and wisdom. Don't be offended. The same way if you claim that you love the Lord enough he's your king, he's your Lord. He says seventh. So don't do first. You didn't know. Now you know. Run and join those keeping the seventh. Period. It doesn't mean that when you join those who are keeping the seventh, automatically you are going. But you have made 
a first or second step, you are now going to be taught all kinds of things to become a disciple, to look like Christ in character. But a dishonesty is so high among the over 2 billion Christian population who keep Sunday as their day of worship. It's so high. I am closing. Listen to me carefully. Nadab and Abihu, they were priests, sons of Aaron. God has given specific instruction concerning the moral law, what the priests are supposed to do when they are offering fire before him. These guys thought that they were children of a pastor, an anointed pastor. So they appeared before God, Numbers 26 verse 61, and offered a strange fire. God did not look at what their pastor is doing for him. God killed them right there. If you think it doesn't matter, I'm giving you an example. Uzzah, we just talk about him. He was a Levite. The ark was to be carried on the shoulders of the Levite. He was not supposed to touch it. Only the high priest, in his absence, the breast of the priest can cover the ark, put the Ten Commandments in check, everything is there, close it up, then they will invite the Levite to come and carry on their shoulder. It was put on a donkey cart. And it tumbled. Usad thought that he is a Levite. And therefore, since they carry it, he can touch the ark. God killed him. If you think it doesn't matter, I'm giving you examples. God is particular. If he is not particular, we will not take him serious. And that's why when he speaks, he means it. Samuel, great prophet of God. Israel is about to fight with the Amalekites. And Samuel told King Saul, go and wait for me a number of days. I will come and perform some sacrifice before you start the war. King Saul thought that he has been anointed with oil. So the same oil that God anointed Samuel with, he, the king, he has the same oil. And therefore he can do what the prophet can do. The prophet waited six days. He was not coming. Then saw himself offered that sacrifice. And then when Samuel came, he said, because you have been disobedient, you did not follow the instruction I gave you. God has taken the kingdom from you. He lost the kingdom and he died. If you think it doesn't matter, I'm just showing you examples in the Bible. God called these two brothers, Cain and Abel. I rejected that of Cain. If you think it doesn't matter, I am showing an example in the Bible. It matters. You change the word. This is Charmite. He is an expert in deception. If the angels in heaven were 90, he was able to get 30 on his side. 
Satan can convince you without you thinking and win you to his side. He's an expert. As I'm speaking, he's mad. Angry. Angels were created with fire and wind. This guy was able to deceive one third of them. What makes you think that you created with clay and water? He can't deceive you. This is the truth. I will never lie to you. I have spoken from the word of God. We have witnessed to you. I am begging you in the name of Jesus. Listen to what you have heard and take decision and join God's people, so to speak. For God means whatever he says. He is going to hellfire. Together with the untied of the angels he deceived. I told you two days ago that God did not create this fire for any human being. It is the desire of God that every human being from Adam to the last child who will be born before Jesus appeared will be in heaven for the 1,000 years vacation. But some people will choose to join the devil because they think they know much more than what God has said in his word. Look at him. Bonzam. You know where you are going. Stop deceiving God's people. And allow them to know the truth. He needs you in hellfire. Don't join him. We have told you the truth. Revelation 14, 12. We have quoted. Bible says those who will enter. And Jesus will lead. They keep the commandments of God. They are loyal citizens. They live by this book. He's coming again. He's coming again. Manifest, are you here? He's coming again. One day soon, we shall hear the sound of trumpet. Myriads of angels. The dead in Christ will rise first. And if by that time you are alive, Bible says, Jesus, the king, will change your skin and make it immortal and will meet them in the earth and will go and spend eternity 1,000 years in heaven. I don't know how he's going to calculate the 1,000 years because in heaven there is no night, there is no day. And after the 1,000 years, Bible says, he will bring us back on earth. And he will resurrect the devil and all those who did not listen to the truth as we are saying. And he will rain fire and brimstone on them. Bring them, recreate this world again as it was before. Aiden. And then we will live here forever and ever. So the wisest man ever lived. His name is Solomon. He says, Listen to the conclusion of all that the pastor has said. If you want to be in the kingdom of God and be saved, fear God, keep his commandment, for this is the duty of man. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or bad. Ladies and gentlemen, 
It was the king who wrote it. It hasn't changed and it will never change. Even in heaven. We'll worship him on the seventh day. I'll prove it. In the Bible, God will. Tonight. Is there anyone who says. Pastor. The thing is ten. But I've been keeping nine. I'm keeping keeping eight. Pastor, I need God to help me. You have just said that on my own I can't. He give grace for us to obey him. So pastor, pray for me. Do you want to stand up wherever you are? Is there anybody like that? Pastor, it has been difficult to Sometimes on Saturday, I attend funeral. Sometimes on Saturday, I open my shop. Because can't there. If you miss Saturday, your, your, your cash is gone. So, Pastor, I need, I need prayers. Hong Kong is coming to live in you. So that he will empower you from tonight. Because you can't do it. He gives the power for you to do it. He is standing here. He still wants you to move as you moved yesterday. Come. Jesus is here. Come. Because you stood up. Indicating that. You, you've, not, you, you've, not, you've not been doing well. I'm not asking for baptism. We are not there yet. But I'm asking for people who want to be loyal to the king. And from today, they are asking the king for power to obey him. Please come and let's pray. Master, you are here. Please come forward so that those who are here can come. You need strength. You need power. You need God's Holy Spirit to dwell in you. That from tonight, not you, but the Spirit will empower you to hate what God hates and to love what He loves. I've been told my voice is not good, so I should not sing. So I will not try it. Can you bow down your head? I want you to talk to him. He's standing here. Tell him, which of the ten are you guilty? Tell him, Lord, I am guilty with this, with this, with that. And I want to be saved. So I am laying all the sins before you. Pastor spoke about your blood yesterday. Please wash me, cleanse me, forgive me. Create in me a new heart, a new spirit. Let your spirit come and dwell in me. And enable me to obey.
Jesus is calling those who are passing by. He is coming. He's inviting you. He sent us here because of you. Don't just pass. Come. Let him prepare all of us where he can come. Holy Father. You sent us. Tonight you have spoken. Your power has convicted these individuals. They are sorry for not being loyal citizens. Even though they are citizens of the kingdom but they are not loyal. When you appear automatically you can't take them with you for the vacation. That is why they are here. To ask number one for forgiveness. To plead with you to wash, to cleanse and to give them the Holy Spirit power. In Ezekiel 36, 25 to 27, you have said, You will sprinkle clean water on us. You will wash us from every filthiness of the flesh and every filthiness of the spirit. You will give us a new heart. You will take away the heart of stone and give us a new heart. And then you will put your spirit within us and cause us to walk in your statutes and in your judgment and keep them. Lord Jesus, I am appealing to you. For the sake of the pains you went through at Calvary. Let none of these standing here be lost when you appear. Therefore grant them grace. Grant them the power to overcome. Grant them the power to be loyal. Grant them the power to be obedient to your words. Grant them, oh God, your seal. So that should you come tonight. Or should you come tomorrow. Or any day. Or may you forbid any of them to go to sleep. May that individual on the resurrection morning see you face to face my brothers my sisters because you have believed in the king jesus the christ and you have come before him and you have asked him to forgive you to wash you and to cleanse you and to empower you to hate what he hates and to love what he loved he has granted it according to your faith and therefore receive grace to go and represent him everywhere you go for I prayed in the name of God the Father, Jesus the King, the Holy Spirit with thanksgiving. Let God people shout a loud Amen. God bless you. Please sit down. Don't miss tomorrow for anything. Tomorrow. Don't miss it for anything. God bless you. We'll see you, God willing, tomorrow. Yeah. 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 Yeah.